internet and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray. I am uh, writing solo again this week because of uh, scheduling er issues and uh, I'm going to actually address that just to start real quick. Um, while we record, uh, Ben, Mike, occasionally Wookie and other guest stars and, and myself, we try to record uh we, we, we try to record these regularly. Sometimes we run into problems. But even after that, I do all the, all the rest of the work. I do the editing, uh, the webmastering, running what little we do on our social media, things along those lines. Uh, I'm not trying to be like, yeah, I do all the work. Uh, um, but that's just as a, as a form of explanation. Um, my life has been getting a little bit more hectic of late. I'm still trying to make sure that we get an episode out every other week, but I'm not sure how well we're going to be able to manage, like, specific days of the week or things along those lines, other than I'm doing my best to get these episodes to you as soon as I can. I'm still shooting for every other week, but we ask for your patience in this sort of transitional time. There's some stuff going on with work that I don't really want to get into because it's personal, but it, it is what it is. So, um, thank you for listening and for, uh, and for putting up with us and please do tell everybody about it. I know I say that at the end, but we really do rely on word of mouth to spread, uh, the content here. Uh, so with that being said, let's go ahead and get on into the sort of meat and potatoes of the episode and... Faithful listeners will know that any time that I'm recording by myself in my bedroom, and usually it, the audio quality is a little bit different because I'm talking into a mic that's plugged directly into the computer, um, when we do that, it's a top ten list um, because it's pretty easy content and it, you can get to it without too much difficulty. Um, so we're going to do that. In preparation... For our uh, our upcoming Halloween two-part episode, a retrospective on the entire Showa area of Godzilla—that's the first 15 movies—I um, had to get my hands on the movies, uh, which we have done, and I haven't actually started rewatching them yet because, well, I only have so much time in so many days to do so many things. And I don't have to have this done until October, so I've got a little bit of time left. <laughs> a little. Um, but it got me thinking, why don't I do sort of a before and after episode? And by after, I mean I'll do a short follow-up at some, at some future point in time. But I thought, why don't I take the time to talk about my, the top ten... Showa area era Godzilla enemies. And how I'm defining that is anything that Godzilla fought against in their initial encounter, whether they become allies later or not. Um, because that gives me enough. Because actually, on looking back just sort of at Wikipedia articles and things along those lines, uh, the Big G fought a lot of the same people in the first 15 movies. There were there was a lot of, of, uh, of reruns and things along those lines, and also a couple just completely crappy monsters that aren't worth mentioning. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
I will most likely fail to pronounce uh, the names of the monsters in a manner that people are happy about. Because some people will be like, oh, you don't, uh, you've got to use the, 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 the original Japanese pronunciations. Or, oh, why don't you use the Americanized pronunciations? And you know what? I'm going to pronounce things as best I can. So, let's get this party started with number 10. That's right, we're starting number 10 with Angirus, the very first uh, monster that Godzilla fought. Um, and there was a reason he's number 10, but there's also a reason that he's not, like, um, like, there's a reason he's on this list, but there's also a reason he's as high up on this list as he is. And Gyrus gets beat all the time. Like, he is, he is a stomping boy. I guess he, he put up a decent fight in, what was it, Godzilla Raids again. But every other time he ever shows up, he gets his ass handed to him quite readily. On the other hand, he is the first guy that Godzilla ever fought. And the combat of the... Of the uh, and you know the, the the combat between kaiju may not have been as big a thing if uh, Godzilla hadn't fought him. I mean, I don't know. There were I know there were other movie other uh, you know other Toho uh, movies that were being made. You know, like uh, uh, like uh, King Kong versus Frankenstein and other things along those lines. So I know that like kaiju combat maybe was a thing. I don't have a good idea of the timeline. If anyone wants to really heavily educate me on that, feel free to send, to send us an email or comment on our Facebook page or what have you. Yes, I know, I keep doing that thing. But um, this is the first one that Godzilla fought. And, you know, he fought he fought Angiris and he won. Um, and, but, but at the same time, like I said, we wouldn't necessarily have the trope of Godzilla and other monster fight, we would have still maybe had Godzilla as the, as the enemy, um, as, as the, as the antagonist, uh, throughout time, as opposed to becoming sort of the protector of humanity, which, uh, according to Monsterverse now, he is officially, um, the ancient protector of mankind, I think, um, I can't remember what it was. I saw this. About, I saw the uh, news post about this a couple weeks back, or a week back, or so. But uh, you know, it, it's cool. And uh, but still, Angiris is kind of a chump and gets his butt kicked all the time. And that's why he's on the list, but at the top of the list too. All right, now we're gonna go on to number nine. All right, yes, that's right. At number nine, for those of you who can tell the uh, the kaiju just from their cry, we've got Megalon. 
And a lot of people like I'm sure that I'm sure that other big uh, big you know, Godzilla heads would be like seriously Megalon, the one that he drop kicks in that stupid in that stupid uh, scene. Yes, partially because of that stupid scene, and also because of massive nostalgia blinders. Megalon is actually not a bad threat altogether, although Godzilla vs. Megalon is a kind of hilariously goofy movie movie that originally wasn't even going to have Godzilla and he got shoehorned in at the last minute. And I still wanted to see the Jet Jaguar uh, <coughs> um, franchise that never was, and, and you know, in that alternate universe. Um, but I, like, some of my earliest memories of... Godzilla um, were watching the were, were either watching the old movies on Turner Classic Movies during during Halloween season, or watching them on or or catching Godzilla versus Megalon or Godzilla versus the Sea Monster on MST3K, and so really Megalon makes it on here as well. Um, nostalgia. Also, like, he, he did a good job. He, you know, he could, he could cough up bombs. He could shoot a star beam. Just his design was kind of silly. And by kind of silly, I mean really silly. He was like a giant cicada. But still, I, or, well, a, a cicada mixed with a rhinoceros beetle. It, it's weird, but at the same time, it, it's, it's fun enough. But... That's why we've got, uh, that's why we got Megalon at number nine. Number eight, we got the big bird himself, Rodan. And yes, I do realize that in the first movie that Rodan and uh, Godzilla interacted in, they were actually they actually came out as allies pretty much immediately. However, not in their very first encounter with each other. Therefore, it counts. Um, they fought each other in uh, in Ghidorah, the, the uh, three-headed monster, um, and then. Mothra's uh, larva turns up and uh, convinces uh, the two to work together against, uh, against Ghidorah. So, ha! It counts. Um, Rodan, I, I, one of the things I like is that Rodan is, is another one of the actual more hero monsters. He ends up, I think he, to my knowledge, that, uh, to my knowledge it's only Mothra that's a, that's, that's a chick. A chick. Wow. Seriously, Neil? That is female. Um, let's see. Yes, I do believe that Rodan is male. I'm checking, but uh, it's not really saying much, but still. Um, I like that uh, 
I like that that uh, that he is, you know, not so much of a villain. Um, he helps out. I mean, yes, he also fights because you know he creates sonic booms with his wings and is crazy. But still, it's it's nice that you've got a few people that are not that are not villainous, which leads us quite nicely into number seven. <laughs> Number seven, Mothra and her children. Uh, because, you know, the original Mothra dies pretty quick. Yeah, spoilers, I know. I think, I think uh, if I recall correctly, I think, like, Ghidorah kills her. It's been a while since I've checked. Either that or Godzilla kills her. I can't remember. Um, but then she has, uh, she has her two children. Uh, her two... Uh, lar her true larva. Um, let's see. D let's see. Mother egg pears. Wikipedia, everybody. Uh, yeah, Mothra dies, but larvae emerge in Mothra versus Godzilla. And then, uh, one of the larvae convinces Godzilla and Rodan to fight to team up, and then we've got a new adult larva, adult uh, Mothra, in in later in uh, in Ibera, the Horror of the Deep, also known as Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. Um, and Mothra, even more so than Rodan, has always been a benevolent protector deity character, which I think is really cool. Um. You know, you got Infant Island, you got the fairies, and you got uh, Mothra is the protector of Infant Island. And in, eventually she just sort of... She does things mostly because, oh, all right, I'm, I'm, I guess I gotta help. Or you pissed me off enough that I'm actually gonna act now. So, by the way, that earlier clip was uh, her adult form, and then her and her uh, larval and the larval forms sort of crossfaded against each other. So, hope that didn't confuse too many of you. All right, that's pretty much the rest of all of uh, all of Gojira's uh, allies here. Now we're just going into straight enemy territory. Here we go. Ah, 
At number six, we've got the first of Godzilla's enemies that I can think of without a real, like, ranged attack. I mean, I guess Anguirus didn't have one much much of one either, but he kind of got his butt kicked. I guess also, well, Rodan has his shockwaves. So anyway, I guess I'm just kind of talking out my butt. But still, we got the bug with a, with, with a, the bug parrot with a buzzsaw in its chest. The one, the only guy again. Um, so... Gigan like kicks the crap out of uh out of Godzilla in their first fight. Actually, I can't remember where it was, but I saw Godzilla uh but I actually saw Godzilla versus Gigan um recently. And yes, I know he eventually has to team up with uh with King Ghidorah because you can't have you know, we can't have one-off fights anymore. And Anguirus actually teams up with Godzilla. But, um... Oh, yeah, is this the one with, uh... Let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, this is the one with the weird, uh... <laughs> the weird Godzilla theme park. Oh, man. No, it's been a while. It, 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 it's been a while, even though I just saw it. Like I'm, I'm. It was like on commercials. I was catching it between. I think I got the last bit, but it's surprisingly violent. Like there is a lot of blood in that movie for I think what got rated G. Um, and it's like red blood <coughs> coming out of everybody. Um, and. Yes, eventually the, the, the you know, our, our hero saves the day with only, you know, a, with only 100,000 people killed in, in the calamity and the destruction of uh, cities. But, uh, but I don't know, Gigan, like, he, he's, he's really, he's, he's badass, man. He, he does a lot more actual, like, damage to, uh, to Godzilla than a lot of other, uh, and then a lot of other, uh, Kaiju, and that's why he makes it so high up on this list. And coming in at number five, we've got Hedera, the pollution monster. The one that has to be defeated by drying it out with electricity. Um, one of the things I really like about Hedera, at least from my recollections and what little pre-research I've done to not uh, spoil re-watching the movies for myself here, um, is that Hedera has a much more unique design than any of the other uh, Showa area uh, monsters. Everything else, you know, you can kind of see what they were going for. Mothra's a big moth, and Gyrus is a mixture between, like, an armadillo and, uh, and, like, a stegosaurus. Rodan's a pterodon. Gigan's a bird parrot with a buzzsaw in its chest. Um, you know, uh, um, Ghidorah is a, you know, just a three-headed dragon. Um, but Hedera... He's a pile of sludge. Um, it's mostly formless. It takes on a couple different forms throughout the movie, uh, but it's the most—it's the most sort of hideously monstrous, which uh, 
has a certain, you know, that, 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 that's special. Also, it's one of those things, also, it's uh, one of those uh, monsters that Godzilla wouldn't have been able to beat without our help. That's right. Us, us human beings, we helped because we made the scientific, uh, you call it, that, uh, that actually um, helped beat Hedera. So, ostensibly, Hedera is more powerful than Godzilla because he, Godzilla would have lost otherwise. Especially since, you know, he kept eating pollution, and which made him more and more powerful. Insert your own, uh, your own Greenpeace uh, joke here. Because, you know, I'm sure they didn't make that many movie, th- that many jokes in the movie. Oh, wait, I'm sure they really did. Well, no, it, and also, oh, this is another really just sort of interesting little bit. Um, apparently, Hedora, Hedera, or Hedora, however you want to pronounce it. Like I said, I'm not going to pronounce things in a way that many people are going to be too happy with. Um, it... Uh, as an interesting little bit of trivia appears on the uh, album cover for Frank Zappa and the Mother of Inventions album, Sleep Dirt. So, that's interesting. He's also a reoccurring monster in uh, King of the Monsters 2 uh, story story mode, which, honestly, that story mode kind of sucks, but it's a very similar design appears in, in uh, often in that game. It's a Super Nintendo game where you play as giant fighting monsters. You've got Atomic Guy, who is Ultraman. You've got, um, man, I gotta check. I gotta remember. King of the Monsters video game. Oh, the internet. King of the Monsters has... Gion, who is Godzilla. <laughs> Wu, who is King Kong. Um, Astro Guy, who uh, who became Atomic Guy in uh, in uh, uh, what you call it <clears throat> in King of the Monsters too. There's also Beetle Mania, who is a giant beetle monster, and Rocky and uh, Poison Ghost, although he didn't appear in the in the uh, game ports. So, yeah, I, I remember playing this a lot with my, with my uh, Sibs. King of the Monsters. It was kind of fun because you, you wrestled, but you also, like, there were points to be gotten for blowing up buildings and finding power-ups and health pickups and things along those lines. <clears throat> uh, anyhow, where was I? Oh, yeah, number five was, uh, was Hedora, the pollution monster. Now we're getting up there. The last four, I think you're going to find, are going to be in a very interesting order. But you'll see in just a second.
So those of you who are big uh, Godzilla heads, I'm sure, are screaming again, what the heck, Neil? Number four goes to Mecha Godzilla. He's not like number two or number one. Him and King, him and and uh, and King Ghidorah are really like the 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 big like iconic enemies that Godzilla fights over and over again. What 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 the heck? Now don't get me wrong, Mecha Mecha Godzilla is actually probably my favorite enemy or one of or one of um but in this particular top 10 i'm not just going by which ones i like the most but i got a couple other basic other weird criteria that you'll see here in a bit uh when i explain my number two and number one pick spoilers king Ghidorah is coming up next but we're going to talk about mecha godzilla first <laughs> uh mecha godzilla is actually the first godzilla enemy i do remember actually watching godzilla fight um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So Godzilla's, so there's this cool big monster guy and he, he breathes fire, except they're calling it atomic death breath. That's cool. And Hey, now there's two of them and he's going to have to, then there's going to, so one's like an imposter. What? Oh, no. Holy crap. He's got like metal underneath him and, and that's cool. And, and wow, he's a, he's a big robot and, and, and then there's this, this other, this, this guy comes over and, and, and King Caesar shows up and, and I thought King Caesar was like the coolest guy ever back when I was a kid, but I, I was wrong about that, but that's beside the point. And like King Caesar can, can reflect Mechagodzilla's death rays back at him through his eyes. And that's really cool. Cause like he absorbs it and then he shoots it back out, but like doubled over with power and <coughs> and hey, th that that's cool, right? And it is. Mechagodzilla is awesome. Uh, there's only one other enemy, arguably that is more iconic than him, and we're about to get to to that guy. Um. So as a matter of fact, let's uh, let let's pause for a, for a roar, and then we'll come back, and I'll keep talking. The only enemy who's arguably more iconic than Mechagodzilla is King Ghidorah, the three-headed dragon who Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra just recently fought in that new Godzilla movie that I didn't see, but apparently it was really, really good, and I really wanted to see, and I could have, and I should have. Um, I'll have to rent it at some point because we don't have a second, we don't have a second-run theater here in Springfield anymore, which makes me sad. But. King Ghidra, number three. What what the heck, Neil? Um, so Ghidra fights Godzilla more often than anyone else. He is the most recognizable um, Godzilla enemy. And he's really dangerous. He's got three heads and breathes lightning, except it's apparently gravity beams, and he flies and is like this total badass monster. 
and he's really cool. And I've never seen a movie that had him in it. That's the main reason why, I mean, he's number three, even though I don't think I've ever watched a movie with him in it all the way through. Um, I guess he was in, uh, he was in Godzilla vs. Gigan, but I almost, but I pretty much forgot about that. So, he gets, he, he gets in just based off of the strength of his own cult of personality. So we got two, two entries left here, and I just talked about I talked and gushed about the two most identifiable enemies for Godzilla. Who the heck takes number two and number one? Well, let's talk about number two first of all. That's right, at number two, we got King Kong. I'm just going to pause for a little bit here while everyone screams and, you know, unsubscribes from, their po- from the podcast on their, on, their, uh, on their, you know, their feed of choice and maybe smashes their phone in, in anger and disgust and prepares to dox me and all those other things. Hear me out. King Kong is the second best villain, is the second best enemy of Godzilla for one very basic reason. He wins. He is the first kaiju to actually beat G-Swizzle in a fight. Yes, I just called him G-Swizzle. Sue me. At the end of King Kong versus Godzilla, you see King Kong swimming away, and Godzilla does not, re- does not uh, resurface. Now, we'll see how that fight comes out, plays out here in the new upcoming uh, MonsterVerse, King Kong versus Godzilla. I'm pretty sure Godzilla's going to win because at this point he's considered, you know, a hero. Part of the reason he lost in the third one is because he was still a villain. He was still an enemy. But yeah, King Kong gets the number two spot by dint of being one of the few um, enemies that Godzilla has fought that actually beats him. Spoiler alert. That's actually the case for our number one per- for our number one enemy as well. Also, I had a lot of fun coming up with uh, what I was going to do for the number one for, for our number one enemy. So enjoy 
their particular battle cry. And yes, I said there. Hopefully you all got a chuckle out of that. But my number one enemy for Godzilla is the Japanese self-defense forces. Now, they get slaughtered left, right, and center. And the Japanese people in general get completely crushed and decimated so often. But here's the thing. Throughout the entirety of Godzilla films, even though it seems bleak and hopeless, there are these puny humans have, trying to trying to, to fight against these, you know, the those huge enemies, these kaiju. The fact that they've destroyed so much, they've destroyed, they've, they've crushed so many small replica cities and destroyed so many uh, army figurines. I'm, I'm being facetious here. They've killed so many people and, and our weapons seem to do nothing but vaguely irritating them. And yet, they still try. They continue to fight against these monsters. They continue to do everything they can. They build new weapons and new ideas. They, they invent Jet Jaguar and, and the Oxygen Destroyer bomb and, and, and everything. And, and the, 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 in, in, in the later, uh, in, in later Godzilla movies, they, they have this cool, like, this cool, like, airship tank thing that can reflect the, the Godzilla's atomic breath at him. And, and, you know, they keep trying. They try over and over again. And humans never give up hope. And there's something really awesome about that. The Super X, by the way, is the, is the jet I'm trying to think of. And yeah, sure, they, they very rarely win. But, uh... They try so hard. And... You know, they, they win in the first one. They, they defeat Godzilla, at least for a while. Um, and it's just, it's really impressive. But, uh, that's why I decide to, uh, that's why I, number one, enemy for Godzilla, is humans. And yes, he becomes our protector later, which is good, but we all wait, but we had to fight him first. So I feel like there's a lesson in that, but I have no idea what it is. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to get together and talk about parody movies. Uh, and after that, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll come up with something soon. Uh, in the meantime, this has been Neil. Your host and lead content monkey for Geek Fanthology and Working Theory Productions. Signing off for now. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter L again and the number 85. 
Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, leaving us a comment, rating us if you're listening on something where you can rate us, in general, interacting with us. It helps the algorithm promote us and, in generally, makes us know, lets us know that you exist. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one on Patreon at patreon.com slash workingtheory. Also on our website, you can find links to interesting things like our social media pages and our Discord server. A final thought. You didn't really think I'd have all those other monster cries in there without also including the big guys, did you? <laughs>